This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Boys, boys, this is, I feel like a 21-year-old man right now, and I'll tell you why. was supposed to record last night. Today, it is Thursday at 10.45 a.m. Supposed to record Wednesday night. My Both my kids are sick. I'm a little sick. Wife's a little sick. Have kids, they said. It's great, they said. Sick as a dog. Uh, well, the wife and kids are. I'm just a little, yeah, you know, I'm sick. I'm a pussy when I get sick. I'm not really sick, but like I'm sick because I'm a pussy. But anyway, um, couldn't record last night. I had to take care of the babes. Had to take care of the babes. Had to make some dinner. All that jazz. You know that jazz. So today I rushed home from work. I work mornings. I get off about this time. Wife had to take the kids to uh, the doctors, and then she's got to take her father to the heart doctor. So I got to squeeze this in because I don't know if I'll have time tonight. And, you know, when you get your boy gets off work, he's famished. This is my lunchtime. So I had to do an old school Brian Petrie, 21-year-old diet. And when I was 21 years old, I was probably the thinnest I've ever been. But, you know, it catches up to you. Uh, so when I, so I stopped. <clears throat> I got a soda, uh, of course, because I drink soda. Caffeine. I don't drink coffee, so I drink caffeine. Got a soda, and I got... Um, a little bag of Doritos, like a little little bag, nacho cheese, and then a little snack cake, Debbie, right? I want Cosmic Brownie, Star Crunches are good. Now, when I was 20 years old, 21 years old, I lived in a house with eight of my friends on the campus of UC. And I worked two jobs, and I spent all my money on booze. So every I used to get paid every Friday, and then every other week at the other job. The every other week... When it was the week I didn't get paid on Wednesday, your boy was hurting from Wednesday to Friday. Your boy was hurting for certain for money. And routinely, I would have about 13 bucks in my name, right? Five would have to go to gas, so you're looking at eight. And I would go to this store up the street. It's called Stop and Go. You buy a fountain drink. You keep the cup. You get a refill, 75 cents. I would get a Dorito, little bag of Dorito, 99 cents. And then I would get some kind of snack cake, little Debbie snack cake, 50 cents, quarter, whatever it was. That was my meal for Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday nights were the big drinking night. And I would obviously go out and be like, no, I'm not drinking tonight, man. I got work tomorrow. I'm keeping it cool. But not the weeks that I got paid on Friday, your boy's buying drinks on Thursday, going to work hungover on Friday. So my, I scarfed it down before I hopped on here, a little sugary. And it just reminded me of being a young idiot kid back in the day. Those were the days. I figured I'd start with something good because I'm going to finish with something bad. No slime ball this week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This card, I, I like some of the fights on this card. But as a betting standpoint and a slime ball standpoint, this card is a roof stoof. Um, I couldn't do it. I'm three and one on the year and, and I will admit I'm being a little bit of a pussy, little bit of a bitch because, um, I want to protect that three and one record. Three and one sounds a lot better than three and two. Uh, I'm going to allow myself to have one event this year without a slime ball. I'm choosing it for this one. I know it's only February. I'm using my one, <clears throat> no slime ball events. It's this one because I, I can't make hairs or tails of some of these. And, and, you know, and to clear the record for people who are maybe just now listening, and even some people who've been listening for a while, they might not know the essence of where the slime ball comes from. So I, you know, cover your ears if you're a tout. I don't believe 
that people should be paying for picks. I don't get it. You know what I mean? Sports gambling is really, really hard. And even if you're really, really fucking good, are you that good? Right? Sorry. My, my wife's iPad is on my table. It's going off. Um, are you that good to be giving out picks? So I've never paid for a, a tout in my life, right? I only gamble MMA. I used to do NFL, blah, blah, blah. But I don't pay for touts. I love people like me who are putting out content to provide picks that are free. I like people. I, I'm okay with people charging for a Patreon because at least they're recording themselves. They're putting a podcast. They're making material. They're putting out content, which is it's good, right? That's fine. You know, you want to you want to make a little money. We'll make a little money here. I don't like the guys that are like, hey, DM me for a package. I'll send you a package of bets, whatever, whatever, whatever. So a buddy of mine bought one when I first started doing the MMA Takes podcast. And, and well, it was when I first started doing this when I started really leaning into gambling. He's like, you should check this guy out. Well, name names. I'm not going to name names. He's still relevant in the MMA community. Um, but he goes, you should check this guy out because he sells me picks. And a buddy of mine who doesn't know a ton about MMA, you know, whatever, he goes, all right, you know, I, I pay like 15 bucks or 20 bucks. However many picks I want or whatever, I get like a package, whatever the fuck it is. And they DM him the day of the, the fight of what you should bet. And I saw what this guy gave him. And it was an MMA parlay. And it was all chalk. I mean, it was 200 and up. It was 270, 230, 250, whatever. I think, they're, you know, it was a three-fight parlay, three-fighter parlay. It missed. He didn't win. And then I'm just like, you pay $20 or whatever it was for this guy to give you three good size mortal locks or good size favorites to say, go bet that. So this guy just basically robbed you of $20. Oh no, he gives discounts if he's wrong. And I'm just like, no, that's it. That's a slime ball move was the exact words out of my mouth. I think slime ball is a cool insult. I think most people should be called slime balls. That's a great you look at someone in the face instead of calling them an asshole, someone says, you're a fucking slime ball. Scumbag's good too. I almost went to scumbag parlay, but I went slime ball because of the whole slimer thing. I'm a Ghostbusters fan. So I was like, I could do that. I'm going to give out a slime ball parlay, which is all chalk. Why not? You know what I mean? And people love parlays. They do because you bet a little, you win a lot. It's, it's win-win. But, but on this card, there's just not, there's not enough meat on the bones. You know, I, I, I have two fighters that I'm confident in, but one's Islam Makachev. Okay, you already know that. I already picked him on the Anakin Florian. I can't, even even my shit's free, even though no one pays you to listen to this. And I appreciate every single person, of every single one of you that listens to this. Without good, with good conscience, I could not be like, my slime ball is Islam Makachev. Blah, blah, blah. No, you can't. So I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'm, I'm using my one Get out of jail free card, whatever you want to call it. One uh, one option out. I'm optioning out for this week. I know I get a long year. That's fine. This card is is kind of crazy. One little thing before we dive into the card. I told this to, to my, my Christian and Timbo. I told the guys at work. Yesterday, a guy cut me off. And listen, I got road rage. I was by myself. I wasn't with the family. I got road rage, right? Honk, flipped him off. What the fuck? I mean, it was nasty. Cut me off, right? And I catch up to him down the road. And, and I'll never, listen, I'm a hothead. I'll never get in a fight over traffic stops. I mean, that's just ridiculous, right? I mean, so usually you let it go. But it, it does get a little awkward when you, you've had an exchange and now you guys are at the same place. So for whatever reason, feeling a little extra charged, looked a little extra alpha yesterday, I, guess I just fucked to shoot the guy. Look, that's me shooting him. Look, 
just shooting him a look over my left shoulder. He looks back at me and he gives a double take. Like, who, who the f-? you know what I mean? So he finally recognizes probably I'm the guy that honked at him or whatever. He goes, what the fuck? What the fuck were you looking at? And I go, hey, and I'm calm, right? Calm as can be. I go, hey, man, you cut me off. That's, you know, you fucking cut me off. I don't know if I cussed. I don't know exactly what I said. Something along those lines. And, and he was a well put together guy. Like he was, you know, nice clothes, seemingly middle-aged guy, seemed like a, you know, well-respected human being, just drove like a complete fucking asshole. And he's like, suck a dick and live with it. And took off. And I'm like, oh my God, he fucking buried me. That's so good. I not only am I gonna steal it, I'm gonna use it. I've already told it to my stepdad. He was texting me about something. I said, suck a dick and live with it. I have already stolen it. This guy buried me, and uh, it was so fucking good. It was perfect. I wish I was recording, but, I, you know, whatever. All right, let's get to the fight, because that's why we're here. Victor Altamirano. Altamirano. There it is. Victor Altamirano, 10-1, plus 104, versus Carlos Hernandez, 7-1, minus 128. This fight stinks. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. So, I think both guys are coming off the contender series. Now, I don't think. They're both coming off the contender series with a split decision win. They both have very little take down the fence. They're very similar fighters, similar records. Alter Morano has some of the worst take down the fence I've ever seen. He throws punches and bunches. Uh, you know, how old is he? He's 31 years old, 5'8", flyweight. They obviously have good cardio. Yeah, he's coming off a split decision. He's got some wins in the LFA over Nate Smith, who kind of stinks. Jarrett Brooks was his only loss by a rear naked choke. Jarrett Brooks is a fantastic grappler. Carlos Hernandez, a little younger, I believe, 26, 28. I can't read. Get glasses. 28 years old. Um, and his one loss is to... Gustavo Ballard, uh, first fight of his career, and then he's rattled off a lot of wins, but he's fighting nobodies. He's fighting kind of bums. He doesn't really, you know, he had LFA, then he got the tennis series, and somehow he's in the UFC because they need 125ers. This fight, again, don't love this fight. Very, very similar uh, of each other. Lack takedown defense, decent cardio. Both are pretty built, pretty tough with good chins. Alto Moreno, I think, has uh, his chin is a, uh, you know, he's proven a little bit, but he's taking some harder shots. Carlos Hernandez hits harder. Alto Moreno throws more punches. Um, I, You know, <clears throat> when you get this close of a fight, a good friend of mine named Christian Costello said, go with the dog. I'm not going to do that in this situation. Carlos Hernandez, a little bit younger. I think Alto Moreno has probably met the peak of his career. His takedown offense is that bad. I think Carlos Hernandez, who's not primarily a wrestler, could really exploit that takedown offense, and 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 he's gonna pick his shots a little more. I think Altamirano is gonna maybe be a little more active, and Hernandez is gonna pick his shots and and probably win a decision. I got a decision here, minus one twenty eight. Don't love it. I'm taking Carlos Hernandez here. Don't love the what am, what am I tripping on? What am I what 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 am I tripping on? Uh, don't love it. Don't love the spot at all. But give me Altamirano. Next up, Ramiz Bramajaj. God, I can't pronounce this guy's fucking name. Nine and four, minus 340. The line has moved to like 400 or some places, fighting Michael Gilmore. Six and four, plus 260. Obviously, it's gone up. I got these lines yesterday. They are all moving. A fight got canceled, so lines are moving. We got action all over the place. This fight, again, I hate. Brahmanage, Brahmanage, Brahman. Yeah, Brahmanage, right? Is that how you say it? Fuck it. Ramiz coming off an embarrassing performance over Col- uh, Court McGee. Court McGee, if you don't have cardio, he's an exposure. Ramiz got fucking exposed by he got exposed. 
Michael Gilmore, this guy, all four losses by submission. He, you know, he showed up kind of well against Andre Petrovsky, Petrovsky, excuse me, in his debut. His stand-up's pretty good. He's a Taekwondo black belt. Kicks are okay. But, um, you know, Petrovsky, Petrovsky, Andre, whatever, bearded boy, took him down over and over again. In the third round, he finally submitted him. Ramiz is a one-round fighter. Ramiz is going to come out, and he's going to want to take you down that first round and submit you because his cardio is absolute fucking dog shit. Absolute dog shit. Um, and his wrestling is not that good. He didn't look all that good against Max Griffin where he got his ear exploded with his wrestling, but his jiu-jitsu is good. He is a killer on the ground. Well, he's a killer to very average fighters. Michael Gilmore, very average fighter. So I do think if Vermees can get it to the ground, which isn't a guarantee, um, I think he wins. He fought six weeks ago, taking us on short notice, probably because, you know, someone was like, hey, this Gilmore guy stinks. They need a replacement. Let's get you in there. He's like, okay, I'll take it. Uh, but he better be careful because he can be on the wrong side of a minus 400 favorite uh, to lose, which would be embarrassing. I'm taking Ramiz. I hate this fight. I'm avoiding the first two fights. But if you're a gun-ho, gunslinger, just got to get out, got to bet, you know, say, you know give, me, give me all the bets. Uh, take the first fight over this fight. Take Hernandez over Ramiz. Because Ramiz is cardio. Once again, let me reiterate. Let me reiterate, if that's the right word, if I'm pronouncing that. Marbles in the mouth. It's trash, okay? Owners, what did I say? Dog shit. Dog shit is his cardio. Alejandro Perez versus Jonathan Martinez. Perez is a minus, or excuse me, plus 184. Jonathan Martinez minus 230. Again, lines are moving, everybody. But, you know, you get the idea. Martinez is the favorite. Martinez has burned me, right? I went on a limb. I went on a reputation bet. Uh, on the David Grant, May Martinez, my Memorial Lock. I said this is the easiest money. I under, I underestimated David Grant. That's number one. Rule number one, you shouldn't do. And I overestimated Jonathan Martinez. He does have trouble making the weight. Got knocked out. Was looking pretty good. Got knocked out. My reputation went to shit after that, okay? to sh- My mother, my own mom, wouldn't look me in the fucking eyes. You know, wouldn't look me in my wonky eyes. But, listen, Alejandro Perez, this guy is just degressing, regressing, uh, has not looked good. He's got a good record. He's got some good fights in the UFC, but he's just not what he once was. He's 32 years old. He's a finished product. He was at AK for a while. His takedown offenses, or his takedowns accuracy is like 23%. It's fucking terrible. He likes austerity. He doesn't do nothing. It's surprising that he wins fights. He's been finished recently, which was kind of really hard to do in early in his career. I think Jonathan Martinez cruises here. I'm picking Martinez probably by decision. He could clip uh, Perez late in the fight. You know, Perez is absolute fucking wild man, crackhead. Uh, but I do think Martinez could clip him earlier in the fight if if need be. But if not, I see him kind of dancing around and getting a three-round decision. He has better takedown. He has good takedown offense. I think he has an overall better game than Perez. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I just don't see any value in Perez here, even on a pretty good fucking number. And even though Jonathan Martinez, my mother won't look me in the eyes because of Jonathan Martinez. So, and I'm still taking him. I'm fucking still taking the guy. All right, next up, Terrence McKinney. Now we're starting to get to the meat. Now we're starting to get to the meat. Those are potatoes. We were just talking potatoes. Here's the meat. Uh, Terrence McKinney, he is a plus 110. I know it's it's going to be closer than that, plus 100 some places. Maybe close even against Farazim. Farazim, minus 142. Again, bouncing around, guys. Don't fucking hold me over the coals if I'm giving you wrong lines. Uh, by the way, I got all these off Fandle. Um, 
Yesterday. Uh, yeah. So this fight got rebooked. Someone got sick. I think McKinney's cornerman got sick or something, COVID, whatever. Had to rebook it. They re- rebooked it a little bit away. Terrence McKinney started his UFC career off hot. Lost in the contender series to Sean Woodson. Went out. Knocked a bunch of people out in the first round. Got a short notice shot. Knocked the fucking Matt Favola out in the first round. Now he's getting fair as him. Terrence McKinney is a good, got a great story. If you follow him on Twitter, he talks about that great story an awful lot. I, I I love that we have a redemption story. I love that McKinney is, uh, you know, was a drug addict that died twice and came back. That's all beautiful. I have addiction in my family. That's all great. But we don't need to hear it every tweet. And when people make fun of him about it or give him a hard time, I'm kind of laughing a little bit. But I think he's a great fighter. He's got great wrestling. And uh, by the way, I might sneeze a few times on this podcast. So if I do, I apologize. But he does have good wrestling. He has big, big power. He's explosive. The big question mark is what's going to happen when he gets out of round one? Can he go more than one round? And he hasn't yet in his career that I believe that he has won. So he took Sean Woodson on the Contender Series. At 145, by the way, he's a big one. This is at 55, and he's a pretty big boy. So Derek Minna triangle choke, round one, under a minute, just got caught, took him down, got caught. Sean Woodson, flying knee, round two, round one, round one, round one. So he's been to round two once against Sean Woodson and gassed. Not a good look. If you follow him on Twitter, he also talks about how he's, you know, he wants to wrestle Chemaev, and he's better than Chemaev, and his wrestling is this, and yada, 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 right? And his cardio is great. I don't know. I don't know. It scares me a little bit. When you get that plus number, though, I kind of like it. He's got big power. He's got good grappling. He has been submitted before. He does have some good submissions on his record. Rear naked chokes is go-to, but he does have some leg locks and what, but lower lower competition. Enter Ferrazim, who is now at Stanford MMA, was training like fucking Bulgaria or something. Kickboxer coming over, needs to learn how to grapple. Haven't been impressed with any of his fights. My boy Don Madge grounded him in his UFC debut, didn't, couldn't do anything. Um, then he squeaked by Jamie Malarkey, which is a fight I thought he lost. And he got rocked by Luigi Menorini in that third round and uh, ended up winning in a close decision, but got dominated that third round. So he hasn't done anything on paper that I love. He's been pretty stingy after that Don Madge fight to get him to the ground, but Terrence McKinney is the best wrestler he's ever fought. I think Terrence McKinney has explosive power. The biggest thing, and the reason I think Terrence McKinney is a plus money here is can he go more than one round? He might not need to. He could catch ZM early, could choke him out early, whatever. ZM has proved to be pretty, uh, like I said, pretty stingy in that area. But Terrence McKinney is a high-level guy, at least in the grappling department, at least in the wrestling department. So when you give me plus money, though, I'm good to take it on a guy that I think does have a bright future, that does things really good. Now he's at 55, not 145. Uh, and I like it, and I like it so much that you might hear Dog the Bounty on it. I'm the dog, the big bad dog. Bounty Hunter! Woo! Gets me fired up. Dog lock of the night. Terrence McKinney, again, kind of lean. Could have went the Alvarez route, which I picked on the contender, or the contender series. What, where's my brain at? Which I picked on Anakin Florian. I want to give you a new pick here since you're listening. Terrence McKinney plus money. He might close... Uh, closer to even. This line is going to be very, very tight throughout. I had a dream that Terrence McKinney choked out Farazim in round one. I woke up and literally stared at my phone. I'm in Ohio, so I can't legally bet. But if I could, I would have, because my intuition, I trust. I trust my intuition. I would have taken everything out of my account and put it on Terrence McKinney right then and there. Right then and there. That's how like that's how real and confident that dream was. So I gotta rock with it. All right, next up, Josiane Nuyez, eight and one versus 
Romana Pascual. Romana Pascal. Josie Nunez plus 220. Uh, excuse me, minus 220. Keep doing that. Plus 176 for Pascal. Pascal's got a weird, weird life. Weird history, right? So she's a little bit older. She started MMA at 27, I think I read. Uh, from Hong Kong, became kind of a celebrity. Quit MMA after some losses. Went to Muay Thai. She trains out of Vegas, but lives in Hong Kong. It's kind of a weird story. And she's fighting nobody. Oh and oh, oh and two. That's how she started her career. Okay, so we give you Jennifer Lee Norris, who's two and zero at the time. Who's three and two now. Don't click on her topology picture if you got a full stomach full of Doritos. Because she, okay, that's mean. Lost by armbar round three. Then she fought Janae Harding. Ground and pound round two. Let's see Janae Harding six and five. Okay, uh, and then she fought Su Wu Jun. Oh and oh, she fought Yuta Kutakaya four and five. Kutsakaya, what am I? Kutsenko, four and five, and Guadalupe Gomez, O and O, Keylock Armbar, all by submission, one by KO, and then the Shamir Freshwild, this two and O girl who she fought in Invicta was she had no business being in there. I think my wife could beat her. I think my four year old could beat her. So what I'm trying to say is Ramona Pesquas fought nobody. Have no idea what she's here. Short notice fight. Then she's fighting Justinina Nunez, who is a tiny, tiny little ball of fuck you. That's what she is. She's a tiny ball of, I have no neck, and I got a fucking lightning left hand. Try me. And B. Malecki tried. She's 5'2". B. Malecki's, what, 7 foot? Might as well be. And slapped her with an overhand left. Slapped her. Gave her brand damage, which I don't want on, on anybody. But apparently B. Malecki's having some trouble after that fight. This girl's one loss on a record. It's a loss back in a million years ago in 2013. It just says loss. I have no idea what she wants. That's how they keep tracking there in Brazil. Um, I'm all over Nunes here, and I'm all over so much that I'm going to give her. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Women's MMA is my Achilles heel. And every once in a while, I got to I gotta go with my gut. I don't know how Nunez loses this fight. I think Pasquale is completely outmatched. I don't think she's good. I think Nunez, obviously, there's a big question mark. Well, if she gets taken down, this could be a problem. I really don't know if Pasquale has any chance of taking uh, Nunez down when B. Malecki didn't, and, and she's just a little fucking short powerhouse, man. Um, give me Nunez here, probably by finish. Uh, I have written down here KO. I like the number. I, I you know, this, okay, this could have been a parlay piece. Her and Islam are the only ones where I'm like, I'm fucking confident. Give me those, but that's cheap. I couldn't do that. That's why there's no slime ball, but I do like Nunez. She's my mortal lock. I will probably, you know, play her straight, maybe play her by knockout, mixed with some other part props, mixed with some other plays here. Uh, I'll tweet out my thing. Follow me on Better MMA Tips, uh, MMA Takes Podcast on Better MMA Tips, and then you'll get all my picks for Saturday. Um, I usually do those Saturday, maybe like an hour or two before the fight. So if you can live bet, that's that's perfect. You can read it and be like, oh, I'm going to fucking try this. I'm going to tell BP here. Huh? I'm going to go BP. And then when I lose, you can tell me how bad I fucking suck. Anasio Bohomandes, the best name ever, minus 230 versus Rongju, who is a plus 184. Line's moving a little bit in either way here. Picked this on the Anakin Florian. Penny hasn't changed even Rongju has awesome pink hair right now. Trained American top team. He left China, which is very smart, 21 years old, which is incredible. Bohomandes is super young as well. These both guys are green. They're both getting better. Um, I just like Bohomandes' skills better. I think he's taller, longer. He's huge for the division. Obviously, let's watch the scales because if he misses big or looks dead on the scales, then, you know, maybe 
you know, bet accordingly. Um, but Rongju's, you know, he, he's he's good to get there. He's just not there yet. Um, I think he does have some power. His takedowns are a little average. He likes eating on top. He's trying to become a mixed martial artist where he likes to bang. He has a good knockout, but he also wants to mix it up, which is smart. I just don't know if he's there yet to be able to mix it up. Mondez is huge for the division um, and really hard to take down. Tall guys are really hard to take down because they just have the leverage on you. And I think Paul Mendez shown that in the, the Robert Ro- Roosevelt Roberts fight that his takedown offense has sure it up. The only issue with Paul Mendez is why I'm not overly confident, why I couldn't throw him in a slime ball parlay. I do like uh, Nasser here. Like I said, I picked him, but he does get hit a lot. You know, he bleeds like a Diaz. He bleeds every fucking chance he gets. The cut man's putting Vaseline on him before he gets in the cage, and he's already cut. You know what I mean? Like, this guy, you know, is is a fucking savage and a beast, but, you know, he he can be tagged as defense. He's not the most defensive fighter in the world. So gives me pause, and, and he's at a pretty big number as well. That's why it gives me pause. Also, um, but give me Bahamandes. You know, I can't go against Anastasio Bahamandes. My mom used to read those Fabio books, you know, the when Fabio's on the cover, those ram, romance books where, you know, bored housewives would read and jerk off to or whatever. My mom would read those. I'm going to write one one day, and my lead character is going to be Anastasio Bahamandes because that guy fucks. Next up, RoboCop, Gregor Rodriguez versus Armin Petrosian. Rodriguez, a minus 172, Petrosian, plus 140. So I was very confident in this pick earlier this week. I've heard a lot of opinions. People are split on this fight. Petrosian, to me, has no takedown defense at all. He's pretty good at getting up off the ground, but I think his takedown defense is pretty bad. I think his striking is good and powerful. He's apparently training out of Dagestan, or he's coming out of Russia. So Armenian guys, Armenian fighters, mostly, they go to North Hollywood, they go to Glendale, they, you know, whatever. I think he's, he's training out of Dagestan. Is it you now uh, something Russia? His head coach on Tapology says is it's Rashul Magomedov. What is it? Like Maga Madoff Laev. Maga Madoff. There you go. Fuck Brian. Um, so that gave me pause a little bit because Rodriguez was going to be my motor lock. I liked him here. I thought he was a big, strong dude that can get the fight to the ground if he fights smart. You know what I mean? I think you know he had uh, the iron turtle on the ground, had his back, didn't. Get the finish because I think Dian Turtle is better on the ground than Pertrezian. Uh, I think Pertrezian is going to get taken down. I think he's going to be in a world of trouble. I have Robocop by sub, right? And uh, I'm going to pick Robocop because Tim and I had a little debate about this as well. He likes Pertrezian by knockout plus 140 uh, is the money line. Knockout line is going to be obviously better than that. That's the way to go. Gregory Rodriguez did get knocked out by uh, by um, fuck, Jordan Williams, who's absolute trash. Gregory Rodriguez did get clipped by Dong Un Jun. He likes to stand up. People forget that he is a black belt, but is he like a legit black belt? He's big. He's strong. He's muscular. He can take you down, but is he like fucking smooth on the ground? You know what I mean? There's not enough tape of him. I, you know, he got, he lost in the contender series and they rebounded. Well, he knocked out Al Mataveo, who's fucking shouldn't be fighting at 185 at all. This guy's like a, a 70, 155-er. Then he knocked out my guy, Josh Friend, which was a big win. That's what put him into the UFC. Dersotorovic, which he won by decision, which was kind of a so-so fight. And then Jung-Un Park, which was a great fight that he won. Um, and he's got, let me see, he's got one, two, one, one, two, three, four. Four submissions on his record over so-so competition. He submitted a guy who's 36, 30, 18, and two, 30, 19, and two. This guy, oh, this guy fought in the UFC before. Uh, Alberto de Oliveira. I do not remember him. Who did he fight in the UFC? That, that was a UFC background, wasn't it? Or am I tripping? 
Spike TV, yeah, Ultimate Fighting Championship. Yeah, he fought in the UFC. Who did he fight? Where, where you at here on your record, Bubba? He's got a million fights. Oh, he fought twice in the UFC. Paul Taylor had kicked him. Luke Kumo knocked him out. So he's been knocked out quite a bit, quite a few times. So this guy's obviously a, a, a trash, trash, trash guy. <laughs> and he's a fucking garbage man with 50 fucking fights. All right, so listen. My early read could have been wrong. Timbo's a sharp. I like Timbo. I love being right against Timbo. I love being right against everybody. But Timbo is a sharp. Timbo like knockout. I'm here to provide a service for you. I'm here to tell you who I think is going to win. If you don't know, listen to it and go. When you go to the betting window, go. You know what? He's sounded confident. Let me let me fucking hammer that right. I also respect Timbo a lot. Timbo is a sharp. He's killing it right now you know, with his bets. And his early lean was Petrosian. So I'm going to stick with my guns and go, Rodriguez, I am not nearly as confident, but I want to tell you the fans, the people. I don't, I don't like saying the word fans. It's weird. The, 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 my friends that listen to the podcast. Um, Petrosian, by knockouts, Timbo's call. He's a sharp. Play that if you will. But my official pick will be Rodriguez. Again, it's going to be tempting not to hammer that sub because I do. That was my early read, but I don't know. All right, next up, Armand Tosarian versus Joe Alvarez. Again, broke this on uh, broke this down on Anakin Florian. Love this fight. Both Ken Flo and I were on Alvarez. This could be my dog lock. I'm still confident in this fight. Tosarian, uh, I keep saying Tosarian, it's Sarukian, Brian. Forget the T, Brian. It's Sarukian. You son of a bitch. So Rookian. <sighs> I'm an idiot. All right. Um, but listen, my, my opinion hasn't changed. I think Alvarez is, is is a good fighter. I think he gives up takedowns because he'll take your neck, he'll take your arm. He's crafty. It's going to be tough to do that against uh, Sicarian. Um, but I think Alvarez, if they force to stand up, he's 6'3, Sicarian's 5 fucking 7. There's going to be a reach advantage there. Uh, Armand's going to need to wrestle here, and, and I want to see what Alvarez does. He's proven to be kind of a one, two round fighter. Uh, this fight's going to go to the third round probably if he doesn't catch him early. And does he have cardio? Is that weight cut a problem? You know, 6-3 cutting down. You miss weight the past two times. You know, I'm still going to go with to leave. If you're going to give me this big of a number against a guy as talented as Joe Alvarez, I'm going to take it. Even though Sukarian, uh, uh, Sukarian, Sukarian, fuck, what did I say? I already forgot. I already forgot. That's brain injury for you. Dumb. I'm dumb. Uh, give me Alvarez. I'm not going to break this down any further because, again, go listen to the Anakin Florian podcast. I think I did a pretty good job on that one. Uh, Priscilla Cachela versus Junior Kim. This fight absolutely stinks. Why is this on the main card? Why is it this high up? I don't know. Uh, this is a coin flip. Here, I got a I got a pen here, right? This is my fortune teller pen, okay? So I have Cachela written down here. She's a plus 154 underdog. She's absolutely terrible. Do you remember when Valentina debuted at 125? They brought in her and people shouldn't. This should have fight shouldn't have been sanctioned. Junior Kim comes to Vegas. She's getting trained in Vegas. People like her, but haven't seen anything from her. I hate this fight. I have Cachoeira written down because she's a dog, right? I'm not going to bet this fight. This is just for picks. So I'm going to see how good this fortune teller pen is. So I'm going to I'm going to say to it, right? Should I bet Priscilla Cachoeira? Click it. No brainer. It's a no-brainer. So that's a no-brainer right there. You bet, Priscilla. We make the money, and we move on. Co-main event, Misha Serkinov versus Wellington Tournament. Misha Serkinov minus 122. Wellington Tournament plus 100. 
This main this co-main event should not exist. The main the co-main event should be Sukarian versus Alvarez for sure. Or even Anastasia I would have been happy with because, you know, China's a, a giant country, if you guys didn't know, and they want to support their guy uh, with Rong Zhu. But whatever, we get this fight. Um, Serkinov did not look good in his, his 185 debut. Christoph Jocko stopped all of his takedowns. And when he did get taken down, he was okay. You know, Serkinov's supposed to be this world-class jiu-jitsu guy. I think he's training out of a jiu-jitsu gym in Vegas now. He's out of Canada is he Canadian, right? I mean, his flag's not Canadian. I thought he was Canadian. Willie Sherman's a guy. Now he left Brazil. He's with, with uh, Glover Tixera in Connecticut. And that's the right guy to be with. Because Wellington Sherman kind of wants to resemble a Glover Tixera. You know, he wants to stand up, but, you know, has a little bit of a chin issue. Glover Tixera's been caught before, been knocked out. Revamp this game to be a grappler. Be heavy on top and, and get those submissions. And, and then improve your cardio. Wellington Sherman, cardio's been a problem. He's been chinny in the past. Sir can also be chinny. I picked Sherman on the Anakin flooring solely based on his youth. And I'm going to stick with that. Also, that he's a dog. You know, I think Serkinov, you know, is going to come out. I, I still think my early read is that they're going to cancel each other out on the, on the ground. I think if they do go to the ground, Wellington will be on top. And I think it's going to be kind of a stand-up war uh, on, on in a cardio war as well. And Serkinov has proven to be dog shit when it comes to cardio. You know, 185 maybe he thought, you know, you know he's good size 205. Let's cut down 85. With that age, that could hurt you, could help you. Maybe he changed his life. I don't know. That's something that I'm going to bet against. I'm going to bet for Wellington Tournament at plus 100. And this is a fight I like to bet here. This is a fight that I don't like on paper. Like, I don't... No, no, excuse me. I, I, I don't really care to see this fight, or at least I don't want it to be the co-main event. However... I do think there's a spot for Terman to win here. Ever since I did the, the podcast earlier this week, that's all I've been thinking about is that's a good spot at plus money. So give me Wellington Terman. All right, main event. Uh, we got Islam Makachev versus Bobby Green. I have him written down here as 850, Bobby Green plus 540. That line's moving. I know some books, he's 900. You got to improve that number. Islam Makachev's like the new Valentina. He's the new Khabib. He's going to get crazy numbers until he's shown to be a little bit human. Now, you look, go back and look at his lone loss. Adrian Martinez, his body's changed. His game has changed. You can't look at that. You throw that out, right? Bobby Green coming in here. He's fought some good wrestlers and um, has shown to have some good scrambling ability, but he's never fought a guy like Islam before. He just never has. And Bobby Green, but after his fight with Ally Quinta, went and did a grappling match and got knee barred pretty quick. <clears throat> Excuse me, I swallowed fucking my whole room. <laughs> What's that? Uh, sick, sick as a dog. I uh, know. Um, Bobby Green though got submitted in that grappling match. I know grappling is different than MMA. Bobby Green is a killer MMA fighter, unbelievable. Twenty nine, twelve. He's been finished like twice his whole career. He's durable as all get out. He's gonna have to come out. I love what he's saying this week. I absolutely fucking love what he's saying this week. You got to come out and you got to, um, you got to show it. You got to come out. You got to fucking bring it to Islam early. Islam's discrediting Bobby's wrestling. You know, DC said on a show, oh, he's got wrestling credit. Islam says, says who? Who said? You know, Islam's just writing his wrestling off. And Islam's in that really good space now where he would have stepped into a fight with anybody. I love the confidence here. I love that they put this fight together. Bobby Green is a, Green is a fucking G for uh, taking this fight, which everyone knows. And Islam is... is is a fucking stud for accepting the fight as well because he's got more to lose here. But really, it's Islam. He's my send him home as well. Send him home. Send him home early. I like him by sub, which last time I checked was plus 115. That number's going to move a little bit. Listen, I'll never, ever not advise someone to go the opposite way when the numbers are this high. This is MMA. Anything can happen. Bobby Green is a vet. Might not have one-touch knockout power, but he has great boxing. He can catch Islam early. 
I believe the last time I looked, Bobby Green by knockout was like plus 1,100. I'm sure that might be moving up or down, whatever. But that would be the play here. As a little tiny sprinkle on that, if you want, quarter unit, maybe less, whatever you want to do. But that's too impossible maybe to pass up. But I do think Islam is the premier guy here. I think he's he's next in line, good to be champion. He's going to reign until he retires. I just don't see anybody at 55 really keeping up with him. I'm really interested to see what Michael Chandler could do against him since Michael Chandler has great wrestling. We've never seen really Michael Chandler being held down before. Um, and Oliveira, obviously, with a slick jiu-jitsu, if they ever get there, if Oliveira gets past Gaethje. We've already kind of seen Gaethje versus Khabib. We know what Gaethje can do. So there's a lot of things that are fun about Islam Makachev right now, and, and I know people don't love him. He's a little bit boring with style, but he's fucking finishing dudes, and he's fucking doing it pretty goddamn easy. So, uh, you know, if you don't like his style, you got to respect him. You got to respect him. All right, so to recap, my mortal locks are, my locks, not mortal locks, my locks across the board, most confident bets, Islam Makachev by submission, plus 115-ish. Mortal lock, Josian Nunes. I keep going out of frame. I have terrible camera etiquette. Um, Josian Nunes, mortal lock. She is... Minus 220, like her by knockout, going to get a better price, don't have that prop pulled up. And then dog money is going to go to Terrence McKinney at plus 110. I do like Joe Alvarez at dog money as well. It's a better number, but again, I gave that pick out. I want to get. I don't want to recycle my shit. And then Timbo, part of the podcast, Sharp Mind, likes Petrosian by knockout as well. That's a fun number as well. Again, I'm opposite that, but I'm trying to give winners, even if it doesn't come from this big fucking gorgeous brain. All right, listen. Go rate and review on Apple, iTunes, podcast, whatever the fuck I just said. Uh, Spotify as well. And then uh, subscribe, follow, go to YouTube's. And uh, yeah, man, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's win some money. Hey, fellas, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? I say let her dance. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.